I want to point out to everybody now because I know exactly what you have to do to make these videos. And basically, we record this in the most back to front. For you must have to. <laughs> You do it. It must drive you wild. Because your brain is just random and jumps everywhere. But like we're 45 minutes into this half hour long podcast and we haven't done the opening link yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, it reminds me of a Harry Enfield sketch, right? And he does that thing with, with the, um, it's the women know your place. And he's got that, that video where the man's mind fills up nice and neatly. And then the woman's mind fills up and it fills up like a quarter of the way. And then it goes all this hysterical and crazy, like crazy. That's basically my mind. You're saying you have a woman's mind and you're being really sexist about it. No, I, I didn't say I agreed with it. I think, well, look, it's a the whole... Th- oh. This is the Sheer Isolation Podcast. It's presented by Kieran Moore and John Ponting. Welcome to the Sheer Isolation Podcast. Thank you once again for joining us this week, uh, where myself, uh, John Ponting and Kieran Moore over there in Trowbridge, we talk over Zoom and we uh, do our best to promote local music which is still there, even though you can't actually see it happening. You can hear it. You can still hear it, yes. At the end of last week's uh, podcast, we said that we would have James from 2000 Trees talk about the festival. Now, he's unfortunately not too well at the moment, so he's had to postpone. We'll hopefully he's be able got to talk to them. Stones. Not nice, is it? We're, we're hoping to um, chat to them or some, somebody at the festival in the coming weeks. But we've, we've got some Brian Reed instead. Karen, do you want to tell we've us? We've got Brian Reed. I'm delighted we've got Brian. Uh, Brian was going to be next week's guest, and I just said to him earlier, I said, Brian, can you just do it tonight? Would that be all right? And he said, yeah, that's fine. Also, John, I've yes. got two product placements this week. One, two. What, what, are, we, what are we promoting? Well, actually, we, we've kind of promoted them already over the course of the previous eight previous um, uh, podcasts. And so we have the wonderful blues musician from Devizes, Joe Edwards, and this is his debut album. And we played a track off of it um, on the first show, I think. Mm. Uh, it's called Keep On Running, and it's from his own like imprint record label. He was fighting around Scotland, wasn't he? It's a good video. It was. That's, that's the one. That's the one. Yeah. That's one. Um, and he had the most wonderful experience of the day. So he, he literally woke up in the morning, flicked on the radio in bed, and his song was being played by Karis Matthews. And then the other track is Olivia Aubrey who is my, our American friend. Um, her vinyl, she sent out from America and it's taken like weeks to get here. And all my friends are going, I've not seen it, I've not received it, I've not received it. So hang on guys, it's the post, it's America, it's all fine. And finally, it's come through and I'm delighted with it. Um, so I'm super happy about that. We played one of her tracks as well the other week. Um, we played Geo- Geolocation. So today I've picked a track, it's my turn to pick a track, and I've picked a Chippenham-based band. Um, I think they kind of live in, all live in Bristol now, because everyone goes to Bristol, don't they, if they're local. But they were originally from, from Chippenham, or some of their members were, and they're a band called Erotic Secrets of Pompeii. And they kind of sound a little bit like idols, they're fun, and they've got a track called Utterly Rudderless. Um, it's got a weird intro, it's, got, uh, it's a great song, um, it's a lot of fun, silly lyrics, but this is a big shout out to my friend Chris who I work with, Chris who I work with at the Neald, um, he's a bit, bit down in the dumps at the moment and he introduced me to this band, um, they were previously in another local band called uh, the some Dead Pheasants, so in the band, Chippenham Bank with Dead Pheasants, they're now called Erotic Secrets of Pompeii. He introduced me. I think they're great. So this is a, this is a, playing this for Chris to put a big smile back on his face. How have I never heard of a band with a name like that? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, I know. When you, it's not one you forget, is it? No. <laughs> 
Um, Because Pompeii, obviously, Vesuvius blew up, um, covered them all in ash, and there's all sorts of uh, things were happening when their bodies got immortalised, like Mm. perhaps, you know... I'm sure we'd be doing exactly the same. Erotic stuff. I would have been. That's my last minute on Earth. Yeah. Not between us two. We're we're a good 30 miles away, but... Yes. We're a bit closer. (laughs) But, you know, yeah. Maybe a bit closer, absolutely. Yeah. I've done, I've got, I've done, I've got all my things I have to say. I'm crossing them off. 
I've done that. I've done that. Doing a script. Yeah, kind of. We should be. You know, we 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 pretend we're slick and we're pro, but we're actually not. <laughs> my my script has about twenty words on it. That's probably not. I'm going to show on my. There's only yeah, about... no, just about to see that. I've got it up on my other screen. It says track Kieran Joyce, Brian Reed guest. <laughs> um, Brian Reed is a Chippenham-based um, muso. He's he's been in music. He's been involved in the Wiltshire music uh, scene for for many years. I first met him when he came to Devizes with his um, son's bands. They were called Roads to Nowhere. And this is a great story because they were like a, a metalcore five piece. But what's so unique about them is they had two front women. And I can remember putting them on for a Devizes Festival Battle of the Bands in the Corn Exchange. And these two hardcore screamo front women. And the rest of the show and the bill was just all indie boys. I tell you now, they scared the life out of that, that show. That, that audience would just terrified of these two adolescent teens just ripping into the mics and it was it was an amazing thing to watch because i was there obviously going I, I like a bit of metal or whatever watching it going yeah this is great watching all these kids going don't know what to do <laughs> it's amazing but brian happened to be the guitarist dad um he he started roadieing for them he drove them around the country he helped them almost every stage of their career he got to do some amazing stuff with them he's someone that i respect an awful lot um he's just just a super super guy i knew you through roads to nowhere and obviously you had the very locally famous session on chippenham fm i mean really let's take it from the off how did you get involved in music in the area well my son jacob would have been 14 and uh, starting to get really well already really serious about guitar and uh, started playing in a band and I basically I um sort of became like a sort of de facto band manager but that basically is just like glorified transportation consultant so okay. you're literally driving the band forward well yeah well literally and uh, you just like sort of I, I don't know I, I mean I didn't do anything particularly special I mean I sold my car and bought a van okay <laughs> that's not that's incredibly special how many parents would do that especially an ex-school bus van which like sort of Basically, had seven seats and a massive space in the back for all the kit. Because even with an estate, you just can't put a band's kit in the back of a car. Not with all the gear they had, too. <laughs> no, no, not when you play metal, anyway. <laughs> they had Martian stacks taller than the members, didn't they? It was just big abs, big everything, you know. The, the payback for me was actually, first of all, sort of getting to interact with my son and his mates without the parent thing going on. Yeah. basically... I was just like sort of the driver. I used to treat them all the same. But, to, you know, so I, you know, they choose the music on the way to the gigs. And while they were sleeping in the back and I was driving home, I'd listen, I'd choose the music. But the music they chose completely destroyed my taste buds for a while. Um, it just it completely sort of introduced me to a whole load of bands I never heard of, never even incl- had an inkling that existed. And then, you know, I've always been into my music, but I was pretty much early 50s like sort of set within a you know a tight pattern i know what i like and i like what i listen to and so but this ignited in me that joy of discovering new music yeah i mean we we had loads of fun and but the the most important thing was actually watching them grow and seeing and and actually listening back to some of the early stuff and realizing how as a parent how completely ear blind you are right (laughs) I have to. I have to look back to truly appreciate how awful they were when they started. All right, <laughs> but the fact is, is like you take the trajectory of the band over like six or seven years. Yeah. Uh, 
the stuff they were doing at the end. And they produced an album I know that they're really proud of. It's uh, a great album. It is a brilliant album. And they actually produced another smaller album, which they reduced, which uh, they brought out literally just after they split up. But that was, that again, that moved on to another level. So there's a lot going on there. It's all, always sad to see those things that sort of um, fall apart. It was all good memories. It was all good experiences. Yeah, if you're a teenager playing music, nothing's happened to you yet, but you want it to, and you yeah. dream of it. And then when it actually happens, you realise it compromises your ability to actually keep doing what you want to do. It's called life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, Brian, obviously that's not where your music journey finished, because it wasn't long after, or in the middle of doing that, you took on the Chipram FM session. In the middle of that um, experience of looking after the band and getting involved with that band, um, seriously, and, and really committing to that, I was um, diagnosed with throat cancer. I remember, and you overcame it. One of the things that kept me going while I was um, recovering uh, and going through my treatment and what have you was actually booking a, a, a tour for Road to Nowhere with be, be, uh, Beneath My Feet, an extraordinary Swedish you know, metal rockers. But actually, you know, while I was going through the chemo and radiotherapy and all the rest of it, um, being able to uh, focus on the logistics of organising a tour and financing it and T-shirts and all the other stuff that you have to do. Yeah, just, yeah it, I don't know. I, it's not really about sort of taking me away from it. It's just about being able to do something else. It's got nothing to do with you. you just got yeah. to task to complete and you've got to get on with it. You know, but, I... I, I... I remember you having cancer and I remember you, we used to talk a lot on the phone, didn't we, during that period? And I'm glad you mentioned that then because actually you sometimes forget the journeys that people have been on. And I, although I know you very well, I've known you for a long time, I actually forgot you'd had cancer until you mentioned it then. I mean, I tried to forget I had it, but, <laughs> but the thing is I'm seven years in remission now. So yeah. I don't call, I'm not a cancer sufferer. I, you know, it's something that happened to me a while ago and something that's always there, but, you know, um, I, basically, every day above ground is a good day. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> you know, we can worst... quote you on that. We're going to use that as our quote. <laughs> the worst day of your life is still better than being dead. All right? Because you've got the chance to affect stuff. I mean, basically, the guy that runs Chittenham FM, Andy Thatcher, he's been a good friend of mine for a long time, more than, 20, more than 25 years. After I recovered uh, from my, at my illness, um, and I'd written a blog, and Andy had read it, and he'd asked me to he'd asked me if I wanted to sort of do a show on uh, for Chittenham FM um, to talk about that. And I went in as a guest and did that. And then a couple of weeks later, I did a, like a news review thing with him. And then he, you know, he said to me, oh, you, "You fancy doing a show?" And I thought, well, you know, how often do you do that? You know, he came up with a name. We called it the Midweek Mojo, and uh, we tried to do it every Wednesday. And I ended up doing it for six years. Well, I started, I started in 2013, I think it was uh, December, December 2013, so two months after or three months after I got the all clear, um, but I still hadn't had my new shiny Nashers fitted, so I, I had no teeth, so basically I did a bad Chris Eubank impression for the first three months, and then I, I, then I got these... <laughs> But uh, I, I've, I've listened back to some of those recordings, and I have to say, like, like I said to you, I am beyond embarrassment. Okay, Brian, so you've, you've done the band, you've done the radio. Are you planning anything else to do with music or creative or cultural expression? Well, yeah, I mean, I've always been creative, just uh, the difference was I wasn't public about it. Okay. Um, 
with my experience with with illness and the realization that uh, you know sort of when you hit your early 50s and suddenly you you know you, you have to sort of take a check on all of the things that you do and decide well what am I actually going to do what do I want to do and I thought to myself that uh, all the advice that I'd been giving my son all those years which was basically if you've got the balls to get up on stage you can learn everything else okay <laughs> and then I thought to myself about the time I had the balls to get up on a stage. <laughs> right? um, so, um, so I started doing that. So now I, you know, I, uh, with the lockdown, it's been, uh, things have been seriously truncated, but we've still managed to produce a film every week over the last 10 weeks for can do the lockdown session, which has been very well received and lots of diversity and stuff going on there. But for me personally, the last few years, I've been much more concentrating on my own poetry and my own writing. And uh, I've been trying to, revisit you know i've been trying to revisit my cancer experience but from the prism of distance where you know when when you're in it and it's just happened to you it colors everything and you know five years down the line you can i can read my blog and remember how i felt and think about that and so it just gives me a different perspective i don't want to rehash i've already done but i do want into that experience so that's coming out in terms of poetry you always did poetry didn't you well, that's right. Yeah. So, you know, now, you know, I'm still, I'm still poeting. All right. Um, that word. <laughs> it is now. If, if you're a poet, you can make up your own words. That's the rule. There you I go. Like, I like to describe myself as a word monger, which means, which means I'm quite word happy. Love it. <laughs> like a fishmonger. Well, yeah, but with words, you know, and the great thing about words is they never go off. They never make you feel ill. Well, they can, but they, they don't actually physically upset you. Well, they can do that too, actually. <laughs> you know, it's great when you, you, you do a you do a piece and there's and there's something in it and you get an you can hear like an audio you get an audible visceral reaction to a specific phrase or an image or an idea. And that, you know, when I do that I feel oh yeah, that's what I wanna do. That's what I wanna do. I wanna I like to affect people with my wordage. And uh, but that's easier said than done. <laughs> we're gonna have to get you on another time, Brian. You can do a bit of poetry for us, that'd be good. Yeah, that'd be good. that'd be good. <laughs> I've got I've got a short poem actually I could do it for you if I can remember that. All right, we do that. Is... Should we do that? Let's do it. You want me to do it now? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So this is a this is not a love letter. This is more like a poison pen letter. It's just it's a, it's just called Katie. Okay. All right. It goes like this: Toxic hater, media crone, effluent creator, moral free zone. I'd rather choke on a herringbone than listen to her drone on and on and on and on about the latest victim she's lit upon, battered with a stone, made to feel alone, exposed to the first cone generated by the spotlight throne, and at the centre, this shabby woman on her media throne, her talents as yet unknown to anyone without a heart of stone. Thank you very much. We won't, no, no guesses for who that's about then. Well, there you go. I did actually have somebody come up to me afterwards and say, did you know my name is Katie? I was going, Jesus. It's not about you, love. <laughs> Before the show, I said to you, Brian, can you pick a song for us to play? Can you tell me who it is? Yes, I can. So uh, the reason I chose this one is that I've known this young man for quite a long time. Back when Jake was first started playing in his, his band, Rose Sonora, and my son Jake, he looked up to this guy and he was in a band called Sell, Sell Your Sky. Oh, yeah. A band based in Chippenham. I think they shot a video in the old, in the old cinema. 
uh, and he stuff like that. He played for me a number of occasions. Okay, all right. So his name is his name is Rob McLeod, but now he's he's performing under the name of Mac Lloyd, and he's been doing a lot of stuff with Beat Bandit Studios recordings in Bristol, and that he's sort of moving with a different crew, and he's moved on from punk, and he's moved into soul, and he's gone into like hip hop, R and B. Um, interesting. So, so this is a, this is a uh, his first like sort of solo release. I just think it's amazing. It's a fantastic track. It's a beautifully atmospheric video um, shot in Bristol and and also strangely sort of appropriate for the times that we're in at the moment, which is a bit weird and lonely, even as the lockdown starts to ease. So I I just think like this deserves a wider audience. And if you haven't seen it before, I hope you enjoy it. But I, I think it's absolutely brilliant. It's called Trapped and it's by a guy called Matt Lloyd.
chosen by Chippenham's Brian Reed. Uh, thank you, Brian, for the song. It was very good. He was previously in Sun of the Sky. That was quite a radical departure from what he was and what he is now. Um, I will be looking into that because I do like the concept of the change and uh, hopefully putting on something slightly different locally. So if we can get him in for a gig, we will. Yeah, we need to um, get did... Brian on more often just so he can do more poetry. Yeah, well, absolutely. I think we should have Brian's corner every week and he gives us a poem. Why not? Let's do it. Let's make that a thing. <laughs> I did want to say one, uh, one thing, actually. English Folk Expo, which is an organisation that uh, supports roots, uh, folk and acoustic music, they've just opened their auditions or their submissions for their mentoring programme. If you are a musician and you want to look for mentoring or look for access to uh, more con- connections and all that kind of stuff and networking, absolutely go and check out their website and apply for this opportunity especially if you're a budding local singer-songwriter acoustic folk or otherwise one little bit of news i've picked up on this week um you know festival on the farm yes take place out by Perton. so they've um they normally uh, their weekend is the first weekend in august so they've done what we would expect now and put out a, a press release to say that they're, they're gonna have to postpone but they have put a little optimistic paragraph in there to say that if they can go ahead then they will go ahead uh, safely and, and following all, all guidance but for the moment they're saying postponed but with the hope that they can do something um and obviously if you bought tickets then they'll roll over to next year which is what a lot of festivals have been doing they're taking the optimistic route i, I know plenty of other festivals have, have just called it a day maybe there is a glimmer of hope for for people in august uh, for events in august who knows well, I'm, I'm hoping that I've, I've just set the kneel to where i've been uh, rigorously cleaning and painting today um, I know that we have cancelled or have postponed, cancelled is not the right word, we've postponed our Jive Talking show until next year, which now means that that weekend is free. And I believe there is potential for there to be an outdoor gig in Trowbridge at the bandstand. Um, and hopefully I will be looking to to host that for the Weavers Market. So it'll be like a sister event for the Weavers Market. It'll be a daytime event, hopefully external, outdoors, socially distanced, possibility that we could start seeing some of these things happen so with any luck that will happen and you'll we'll know more in a couple of weeks and we'll, i'm sure i'll tell you cool Cheers glimmers glimmers indeed yes right if anybody wants to get in touch the best way of uh, contacting us is by email sheer isolation at gmail.com you can send us youtube links send us any news events articles whatever you feel is relevant for the podcast 
that is us uh, done for the for the week so uh, Kieran it's been a pleasure as always I love talking to you John alright I will see you next week then for, for another random night of editing through a big long zoom meeting right look after yourself alright see you take care buddy alright see you later bye bye, bye.